That would make me lose my lunch. <laughs> Don't make any promises you can't keep. Are you insulting my cooking against Stain Sucker? Yeah. I'll have you know that I've been a cook for 20 years. And you still haven't gotten it right. <laughs> you know what I like about you, Louie? No, what? Absolutely nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, we don't need the two of you fighting today. Dottie's right. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. This is a day of celebration, a day to reflect on where we started and how far we've come, a day to recognize the city for its diversity and the great melting pot that it is. The only melting pots in Wienerville are the ones that Pops uses for cookies chili. Do, 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 do. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. This is Lyndon. And this is episode number 222. We're talking our uh, write-in episodes spinoffs. Spinoff. I'm so excited about this topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I may be like... This maybe struck me a couple months ago where it's like, oh my gosh, what if we <laughs> what if we just tried to do a spinoff on a Nickelodeon show? And ever since then, my brain's been working, it's been moving, and as always, my final product I feel very insecure about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and dr- I, I, you know, I I dragged Lyndon along on this journey. So Lyndon, uh, you before we started recording, you were talking a little bit about this. I mean. This is no small task. No, not at all. Like <laughs> I said, I, you know, downloaded a couple of episodes just to, you know, get myself ready for this. And this topic here, this is this is fresh. <laughs> this is this is not something you have to come up with everything. I mean, everything yeah. yourself. This is not something you can like a summer episode. It's about summer. Oh, cool. You know, you can grab summer. Anything has to do with outside camp, whatever you can think of. This is a whole fresh this is a show that's never even been made before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, yeah, I mean, that can be intimidating, but it also means like just no restrictions. You don't really have to worry about whatever's come before. That's um, true. You could really let your, you know, your freak flag fly. And whoa. I, 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 Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, maybe, uh, how fast did inspiration strike for you? Like, were, were you right on it? Um, I was pretty worried about this one, but suddenly, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll just like get uh, one little like scene in my head that I like and I'm like, it kind of creates the rest of the entire story. So once I had that seed, the rest of it kind of like filled itself in. Oh, okay. Okay. So it sounds like maybe not the hardest one yet for you. Um, I think it's the longest. Mm. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm... <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be funny or not. I'm trying to make it sort of humorous. I I took the route of like um, spinoffs that are just ridiculous. Like you look (laughs) at it and you're like, why does this exist? You know, I love it. It's like a, like a, like a Joey from friends Mm. or. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, like instead of double dare is triple dare. Huh? Am I I right? You're going to ruin it. No. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Damn it. It is triple dare. Sorry. Uh, No, no, no. No, We Um, all have triple dare. (laughs) What are the odds? That's crazy. I love it. 
Let's go. (laughs) Lyndon, without saying what you did, like what Uh direction did you go comedy? Did you go serious? Like what kind of direction did you go here? Um, it's hard to tell because with Nickelodeon, you know, everything is in the basket. Everything is such a big, it's a gumbo pot of every episode. Every show has a little bit of comedy, a little bit of drama, a little bit of just everything. So I went with, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I can, I did go, I can, should I just go ahead and say it? No, 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 don't tell us what you did. I mean, like what kind of, what genre would you call it? I don't know. This is tough. I don't know. What would you, because if I tell you what genre, you might just go ahead and just know what it is. <laughs> okay. so that's why I well, can't say it. Okay. Okay. We'll hold off. We'll hold off. As soon as I say one thing that's about, you're going to be like, oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> I mean, how do you you're even, like, you're like, how do you, you're even, like... how do you even put Nickelodeon shows almost in a draw in any type of genre? Cause they're all weird. That's yeah. true. They are all pretty different. Because if you say drama, you would say 15, but to me, 15 is just really funny. It's a comedy to me. (laughs) It's nothing serious. It's supposed to be serious, but to me, 15 is a comedy. Sure. You know? Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's, I don't want to spoil it before we get there. Uh, I, I, I'd rather, you know, leave the listener in suspense. Um, But the, uh, you know, I sent you guys a question today, a little short notice, but I was thinking before we got talking, maybe we could talk about what we think are, you know, some of the best spinoffs to exist uh, Hmm. or or worst, I guess, if you have any, Um, anything pop into your guys' minds as far as TV or movie spinoffs that you think have been like the definition of actually successful? Um, Doing this list. You know, just last minute Googling everything for best spinoffs, movies or TVs. Mm. There's definitely a defined one who has the better ones because spinoff movies are just, oh, I didn't realize how horrible. (laughs) Yes. I mean, spinoff movies. I mean, spinoff TV shows. There's a lot of successful ones, but yes, spinoff movies. I mean, that ratio is horrible. Very short list. Um did you have any like any wh- oh i got an i got an entire list for movies both oh okay well let's let's start movies what do you think what do you think are some of the best spin-off movies okay so it's not a very long list but best spin-off movies i have joker oh okay logan yeah deadpool creed mm-hmm. cruella maleficent and don't I know they're going to get on me for this last one, but I mm. like this movie. Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah. Mm. I love Freddy versus Jason. A lot of people, you know, they just think it's goofy and just, but I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely had Creed. I think I think that might be the best. Yeah, Creed is uh, really mm. good. Have you seen it, Andrew? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah, you 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 thought this whole time it was a documentary about the band, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would I I would actually watch that, but um, no, very very successful Rocky spinoff. Um, would really recommend that. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't remember if you named it, but I also really liked Rogue One, and I know not everybody mm. did. But uh, I thought that was a pretty successful Star Wars. I've seen that on there, and I I like it too. But I, I just thought it was okay. But it wasn't bad, though. Yeah, like to me, Solo was bad. 
uh, Rogue One was pretty good. I mean, the yeah. best thing out of Rogue One had to be the ending. I mean, yeah, really that was, dramatic. Yeah, that was probably the best thing out the whole movie. Yeah, Andrew, any favorite movie spinoffs? Um, you know what? I didn't even get into movies. No, I, I didn't, just I... didn't even think of it. Yeah, well, Andrew, TV. I, I mean, I got to um, know. I know you're number one. Yeah, um, <laughs> Simpsons. Oh, I was gonna. Okay, that wasn't what uh, I was gonna go with. That's I have that um, on my list too. Uh, that that and I mean if. I guess we're going to count Twilight Zone, um, according to Wikipedia. Really? What's it a spinoff of? From Westinghouse Desilu Playhouse. No, boo. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but, the, I mean, those are huge. Oh, also uh, Frasier, of course. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, Frasier sure. was going to be your sure. number one. <laughs> that's, that's definitely on my list, too. Yeah. Frasier from Cheers, uh, Simpsons from the Tracy Allman show. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what about you, Lyndon? Any... I got a nice list. Okay. Because I love TV. So, okay. So, uh, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. A Different World. Uh-huh. Frasier. Mork uh-huh. and Mindy. Mm. Daria. Oh, oh yes. yes. Mama's family. Yeah. <laughs> the Cle- the Cleveland show, don't attack me. Uh The Simpsons, Grownish, The Muppet Babies. Oh, that's a good oh, yeah. one. And I don't I don't know if you could I'm gonna ask y'all, do y'all consider Keaton and Kel a spinoff? Because mm. a lot of people were when I was reading in the Sanders covers from all of that, but they it's not yeah. like they were all that characters but they were right. cat they were cast members though so i don't is this that's that was a tough I, one for me i don't think so because their names cha- like like kel kimball that's not a character right. from all that yeah, um, yeah. makes sense so I, I think it's a stretch yeah yeah agreed uh um, andrew did you have others sorry yeah some other ones uh better call saul uh great recent one um Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Sea Lab 2021, oh, Aquatine. Um, Aquatine? Uh, what's Aquatine yeah. of? Aquatine Hunger Force? For, it no, was... <laughs> no, what's it a spinoff of? Uh, Space Ghost. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, it was. That's There's right. one episode that they like introduced them. Um, the Facts of Life, Darkwing Duck, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The Jeffersons, Laverne yeah. and Shirley, Tiny Toon Adventures. Mm, yes. Mm. Good Times. Yep. Um, and Batman Beyond. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, a few that I a few that I had. Uh Fargo, which is a, Ah, yeah. A, I guess it's an adaptation maybe, but uh I like it. Same thing with what we do in the shadows. It's like not oh. a it's, yeah. it, I guess it is a spin off. It's the same title, but it's different characters. Is that the yeah. Fargo with Chris Rock? Yes. Or, yes. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that was the fourth season with Chris Rock. Okay. Um, that was yeah, a very good season. Um, of course, Young Sheldon. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, joking. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, uh, Star Trek: Next Generation, one of my favorites. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think of it as a spinoff, but yeah. Yeah, and um, Andrew, didn't you? Maybe you haven't. Have you said you like Bates Motel? Oh, I watched the whole thing. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought it was like good. Okay. I, I wouldn't rewatch it. 
Okay. Okay. I just I saw it there as a spinoff. I hadn't seen it, but yeah, um, yeah I, I wouldn't necessarily run out and see it unless you're like a big fan of um, Psycho. Anyway. Gotcha. I have a question. When I was looking up spinoffs, I know you two are big X Files fans. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I saw something. I have no idea what this is, but it's called The Lone Gunman. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, re- this was a spinoff too. I actually wrote this down as my Ferguson. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> I've never seen it before. I've seen X Files, but I've never seen The Lone Gunman before. Yeah. Andrew, do you before I before I kind of I don't I'm not gonna trash it, but any feelings here? <laughs> um, no, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure that I saw like an episode when it came out, but I definitely didn't follow it. Okay. What yeah, was it about? I mean, the, lo- the Lone Gunmen were a group of three guys who kind of appeared once or twice, maybe every season, um, and they were like people who supported. Mulder and Scully kind of in their conspiracy they're like a group of kind of conspiracy theorists uh who would yeah um provide information provide tools that they would need they they were like really kind of random but fun characters that popped up throughout the series and then they gave them their own show after X-Files or maybe it was actually as X-Files was going but um it just never, it never caught the spirit of the original show. It was never like as weird or mm, funny. Okay. Um, so just to me, to me, it felt a little flat and, and like the, really that's the ultimate Ferguson, which is like something I was excited about that mm. didn't actually uh, yeah. grab my attention. Yeah. Well, no original was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have any Ferguson's? Oh, um... I had plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear them. You want movies or TV first? Oh, either. I, I just give so them a TV, TV, TV short. It wasn't yeah. too many, you know, horrible spinoff uh, shows. Uh, we have Joey. Uh-huh. We have The Connors. <laughs> yep. And we have, last one is That 80s Show. Ah, that's a good one. That's a really uh, good one. Yeah. And with movies, we have Catwoman. Mm. Uh, Get Him to the Greek. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> N- never saw that one. Um, you ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. Really like so, that movie. So the guy that's the artist musician, he has his own movie with Jonah Hill. Oh, okay. Uh, Evan Almighty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Electra. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was from Daredevil. Um, it was his wife at the time, I guess. I think. Oh boy. She was another superhero. Um, uh, Battleship. Ooh. Uh, Dumb and Dumber when Harry met Sa- uh, Lloyd. Horrible oh, yeah. movie. That movie no. was <laughs> trash. Come on, Andrew. Let's hear it. So bad. I kind of like it. I mean, <laughs> oh my, how? I definitely understand how no one would like it but um it's just one of those movies like i saw a couple times on tv and somehow it just like got under my skin like this is sort of enjoyable um it's bad yeah it's 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 horrible (laughs) it's man um the scorpion king Mm -hmm. x-men origins wolverine and never saw that one yeah last but not least 
<laughs> the worst movie spinoff of all time makes me so angry. The Son of Mass. Oh, oh yeah, you're totally Mass. right. <laughs> the yeah. absolute worst spinoff of all time. That's a great one. Uh, I because, love yeah. The Mass so much as a movie. The Mass yeah. is one of my favorite movies, and for them to make that, yeah. you know, is this. <laughs> It's such a weird movie, too, because, like, it wasn't timely. Like, they made it a decade later yeah. with none of the original characters. Uh, it just, there was, like, nothing going for it. It felt like a weird decision to proceed if you weren't going to have Jim Carrey. Yeah, they yeah. found Jamie Kennedy, you know, at the time. Oh, he was, yeah. he was, the, he was the man. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a cash, it was just a cash grab, but it just basically just, you know, threw my, childhood and a dumpster fire basically when that came out so yeah those are good ones those are good ones you know um, what that movie did have kind of a cool poster it was like this super shiny like silver poster and the mask was just in the center of it yeah i'm looking it up i'm leaving sure. <laughs> i remember seeing the poster and being like i can't I wait for this. what are you talking the, po- the poster i see is a baby holding a mask and like laughing <laughs> This might have maybe this was like a uh, like really early on poster like before okay. they had even decided what to do with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it, but uh, I will take your word for it. I don't know, people. Sound like we have a fan of the movie. <laughs> no. I didn't want to say anyone to say anything. No, just these pictures of Jamie Kennedy as the mask are upsetting. Um, <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, it's bad. And I love I love Jamie Kennedy in Scream. Um, I'm not like necessarily anti Jamie. Yeah, Kennedy, he was but... good in Scream. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Well, uh, some fun spinoff talk. We've. Oh, you know what? Before we end our spinoff talk, I did look up some spinoffs that never happened that were planned. Oh. Um, oh. Okay. So okay. we have. Uh, I'm personally a fan of this show. Embarrassingly, uh, the OC was supposed to have a spinoff following. Caitlin Cooper at, bo- at boarding school. Oh God, a- the OC. Yeah, I dare you. I dare you to watch three episodes and then be able to stop. You said you. You said you live in Ohio, right? Yeah, I can dream of the West Coast. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. There's something hypnotic hmm. about the OC. The characters are just. You know, it doesn't age well because, like, you know. Uh, you're cheering just for like super rich white kids, except no, that's not true. The main, the main character comes from like a really bad background. I, I don't know. I'm not going to defend the OC. It was supposed to have a, a spinoff. Um, the office was supposed to have a Dwight Schrute spinoff called the farm. I did see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Didn't quite make it. Andrew, maybe like, that sounds it. ridiculous. Yeah. That, yeah. That's <laughs> like, why would yeah. you, why would they do that? No. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Uh, Andrew, maybe you can confirm. There was, I guess, two proposed spinoffs of The Simpsons. One called Tales from Springfield, and one called Crusty. Wow, I, I didn't even know about that. Okay, they, That's I nice guess, t- Tales from Springfield would have followed just other characters from Springfield, mm. and Crusty is what it sounds like. It would have been a show based around Crusty. Yeah. Uh, and I think Tales from Springfield actually got off the ground. Like they had made like a test test of it, but it didn't. Mm. I think they said they didn't have enough, like either animators or writers. So, 
seems like they could just do that within the show. I mean, they already sort of do that yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, a show that's very important in my household, Gilmore Girls, was supposed to have a <laughs> spinoff focused on Jess called Windward Circle. Um, Smallville Smallville was supposed to have two separate spinoffs, one a Justice League spinoff and an Aquaman spinoff. Hmm. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was supposed to have a spinoff called Witch Right Hall, which I think would have followed Sabrina's sister. Okay. Um, obviously friends had the spinoff with Joey, but there was also supposed to be one called girlfriends that would have followed Phoebe and some of mm-hmm. her friends. And then the one that I was most surprised by, cause Andrew, you and I are a huge fan of the show undeclared Whoa. actually was like already. So Jason, Jason Siegel plays like a psychotic boyfriend named Eric and undeclared. <laughs> they were apparently, Actually, like the last episode of Undeclared is what Apatow called a backdoor pilot. The episode's called Eric's POV, and it was actually filmed to try to like get a series for Jason Siegel as this like psychotic boyfriend. Um, but you know, nothing ever happened for it with yeah. it. So um, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, it would have been interesting. Um, you know what? There is another a Nickelodeon related one. Um. I think it's called Clarissa now. Hmm, okay. Um, it was like she was moving to some city to be a a, a journalist. Okay, but it didn't. Is work. she in a? They, is she in a they made a pilot or something against, now? Or? Uh, like after college, I think. Okay. Clarissa explains her mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was talk a few years ago, even when we were doing this podcast of bringing Clarissa back and it just kind of died away. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, but uh, I mean, it seems kind of tough. It's like, how do you recreate that? The way that it was set up now. Yeah. Without it being completely hokey, I guess. Another one I, another one I kept seeing kind of around Googling was a girl meets world. A lot of people enjoyed Mm. that one. Oh, that's true. That's true. And that's pretty much almost the whole cast on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for the most part, TV shows are, I don't know. It, I guess, I guess the list we just read proves that it can be super successful. Um, I just think it's, it's a risky proposition. For sure. Yeah, I think part of the problem is like it seems like these would be likely to be passed on to other people. You know, yeah. if a show is super successful, like you'd almost need the creator to be in charge to make that work. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I guess we've kind of seen it with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like these are mm. kind of mm. their own thing uh, without DJ McHale. Yeah. Well, speaking of risky propositions, uh, shall we? <laughs> shall we? Oh. Sh- shall we start, Andrew? Do you want to get oh, yeah. us rolling? Sure. My. <laughs> well, you'll know mine. I think what show I'm I'm spinning off from immediately. Mine's called Osardo. Oh, <laughs> oh, Osardo. Yep. O, oh, comma Sardo. Exclamation oh, point? Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sardo. <laughs> oh, boy, this is going to be wacky. This is, okay, this is yeah. Be interesting. 
<laughs> this episode is called A Fart in Time. Oh my god. <laughs> we don't drug this test is, on this show, dude. My... <laughs> <laughs> this is your pilot, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, okay. Okay. Here's this I have a little prologue too that All you right. may recognize, or some of you out there will. Uh theorizing that Uncle Bobo sold him some junk magic. Sardo sat on his rival's whoopee cushion and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in another place in time, driven by an unknown force to make people's lives more difficult. His only <laughs> guide on this journey is Vink, an observer from his own time who appears in the form of an apparition that only Sardo can see and hear. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and so Sardo finds himself farting through time, messing up once what once was fine and hoping each time that his next fart will be the fart home oh my god <laughs> so one hectic day after sardo has finally gotten rid of all his customers and locked the magic mansion for lunch he hears a knock on the door and peeks out the window to find uncle bobo anxiously pounding on the glass sardo tries to ignore his rival but when bobo offers him a deal sardo can't help himself and opens the door Bobo explains that after accidentally making all his money disappear, he tried to pay off his debt to a local scientist with a magic eight ball capable of telling the future. But the ball was quickly discovered to be a fake, and now Bobo needs $20 before the scientist makes him disappear. I said it could pick winners, not that it would, Bobo explains. He brought a whole bag of stuff to sell, supposedly worth way more than just $20, and Sardo is unable to resist. Fine, he relents as he hands over the money. But I'm losing on the deal. <laughs> Big laugh track or what? Is this is this a is this a live audience? Um, you know, I was kind of imagining it somewhere between "Are You Afraid of the Dark's" like feel and mm-hmm. a sitcom feel. So okay. like somewhere in the middle of that. If okay, that makes sense. So. So after Boba runs off, Sardo rummages through the bag of old tricks and realizes, this is just a bunch of junk. I really am losing on the deal. Sardo doubts that even Bobo's whoopee cushions work, but he blows one up anyway to test it, and when he sits down, he vanishes in a dense fart cloud. <laughs> Wait, suddenly... Bobo, Bobo disappeared? No, no, Sar- this is Sardo. Oh, Sardo, okay. okay testing okay. Bobo's whoopee cushions. Got it. So this is this is the origin story. Yeah, yeah. Like the Bobo's this is whoopee how cushion they... is the thing. Yes, but, okay. that's what sets everything in motion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he suddenly finds himself. Bar- Sardo suddenly finds himself sitting at the table of a suburban kitchen next to a stunned young girl and her parents. After everyone stops screaming, Dad asks, "Who are you?" The name's Sardo. No, Mister. <laughs> Accent on the dough. <laughs> but what are you doing in our kitchen? Mom demands. 
I'm a purveyor of rare magical items, Sardo explains. This whoopee cushion I'm sitting on must have brought me here. If I might use your phone to call for help. But as he searches the kitchen, he not only can't find a phone, but he notices that all the appliances appear somehow odd. Here, the girl says, handing him a strange glowing device. Staring at the screen in his hand, he notices the date in the corner and stutters. To 2022? <laughs> the family talks him down, and while they doubt his story, they believe he believes he has traveled half a country in 22 years into the future. He demonstrates his magic by taking a mint that briefly gives him a deep, booming voice, and after a long discussion, the family agrees to let him stay while he searches for something in his bag that can send him back, but only if they can also have access to his magic. Fine, he says, barely able to get the words out of his sore throat. But I'm losing on the deal. <laughs> Later, afraid that the whoopee cushion will send him to some place even worse, Sardo searches his bag for anything that might take him back to his own time when a strange apparition appears in front of him. Startled, Sardo asks, who are you? I'm Vink with a v- We've met before, you charlatan. Oh, right. That whole pirate business, Sardo says. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm projecting my image through space and time to help you, the apparition says. That stupid clown gave you my magic bag, and I want it back. You must keep these people off your trail until you can find a way to return. When Dad shows up to collect his debt, Vink disappears, and Sardo mumbles, What a nutbag. Dad asks Sardo for something that will help his golf game, and the magician snatches a golf ball from his bag. This magic golf ball, Sardo says, will increase your odds of getting a hole-in-one by 1,000%, give or take. Satisfied, Dad leaves Sardo to test out other items, but none of them is what he's looking for. Sardo decides to break. T- Sardo decides to take a break to explore everything that has changed in the world since this morning, when it occurs to him to try to get in touch with Bobo. But when he can't find a phone book, he breaks down in frustration, and he hears Vin- Vink's voice tell him, "You must not give up. You will find a way." Also, I am not a nutbag. <laughs> Hearing Sardo whimpering, Alice, the daughter of the house, shows him how to use the internet on her phone, and he discovers that Bobo's shop has been closed for years. Alice is fascinated by Sardo's magic, and she confides in in him that she's been struggling to get the courage to tell a neighborhood boy that she has a crush on him. Fulfilling his end of the bargain, Sardo gives her a magic perfume that he claims will make any boy fall in love with her. Seeing how happy he's made the family so far, Sardo begins believing in his own magic and thinks that even if he's stuck in this time forever, maybe he can make the most of it by fixing people's lives. Emboldened by his apparent successes, he decides to help himself to a sandwich when he finds Mom slaving over some real estate contract she's been working on. He doesn't understand any of it, but he gives her a magic pen that he says will finish the work for her. With the extra time Sardo saved her, she shows him the wonders of streaming television, and he spends the rest <laughs> of the afternoon binging Chris Angel Mind Freak. <laughs> Sardo enjoys himself so much that he begins to think that this is where he was always meant to be. Sensing his decision, Vink appears to talk him out of staying, but Sardo ignores the mad scientist. Later, while he's busy using the family computer to explore getting his magic shop back, Dad bursts through the door. Zebo, he cries. Where are you? I'm right here, Sardo says. And it's Sardo. No, mister. I don't care what it is, Dad grumbles. <laughs> Rising from the computer, Sardo says, I take it the golf ball didn't work out, but I've got plenty of other magical items. Can I interest you in some fake vomit? 
Oh, it worked, Dan says. <laughs> it worked too well. I couldn't miss. Now my friends all think I was cheating. Before Sardo can think of a way to weasel his way out of this, Mom storms into the room carrying a stack of messy paperwork. That stupid pen didn't finish these contracts, she complains. It scribbled all over them. Don't worry, Sardo tells her. I've got something for that. But as he rummages through his bag, Alice shows up, trailing a long line of adoring neighborhood boys. As they incessantly profess their love, she says, I'm going to kill you, magic man. <clears throat> I promise I'll fix everything, Sardo tells them. I just need to find the right magic. Please, I love it here. Just give me one more chance. Hovering nearby, Vink laments, I'm never going to get my bag back. As Sardo grovels, the family moans, Oh, Sardo. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, having enough of Sardo's tricks, Dad tells him, Forget it, we want you out. Fine. Hanging his head to refill the whoopee cushion, his eyes tearing as he takes one last look at his new family, Sardo chokes. But I'm losing on the deal. <laughs> <laughs> he sets the whoopee cushion down on the co- on the kitchen chair, sits on it, and disappears. When he comes to, he finds himself behind a desk in a strange office in front of a holographic computer that tells him the year is 2045. As he tries to orient himself with his new surroundings, a woman pops her head into his cubicle and says, Hi, you must be the new temp. Uh, why yes, Sardo says. Yes, I am. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> the name's Sardo. No mister. Accent on the dough. <laughs> End. Half the series is going to be just his catchphrases. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just figuring out how to possibly work them in, in any tortured way. Uh, well, I really love, like, uh, like the... Um, him having to adjust like a sad I'm losing on the deal. Um, that's really funny. Uh, Some good stuff, a, man. And a good premise Thanks, of like, guys. kind of like a time jumping because he's he's already like, he screws everything up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it's funnier than... his wheelhouse. Yeah, he gets to jump time and screw things up on different timelines. Oh. Yeah, I loved it. Thanks. Um, and this was, of course, me uh, mashing um, this together with Quantum Leap. Ah, basically. yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you say the name of your show? We don't do that now. Uh, yeah, it's called Osardo. Oh, okay. He, yes, right. Uh, well, <laughs> loved, loved it, Andrew. Uh, Thank you. I could really... I I almost wanted you to lean really hard into like the sitcommy like mm. I don't know like yeah I might have been more I think maybe part of the reason I didn't is because um I don't know if you've seen this show um now I can't remember oh Kevin can f himself yeah yeah um, oh, yeah. And it t- takes that kind of track, and I just was like, eh, I don't know if I, you know, have okay. the wherewithal for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it works either way. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about Are You Afraid of Dark? There's so many crazy characters that appear on the show. So. Yeah, and you you give yourself like a endless amount of situations to put them in. You could you can have characters easily reoccur. I mean, the whoopee cushion can take them back to the family. Yeah, that's or, true. 
yeah. take him back to the office. Um, I kind of like that he can't control it, so who knows where he ends up. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Uh, well, Lyndon, do you want to give us our second story? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and set this bar <laughs> low for now. Okay, so do I go ahead and say the name of the show first? Or you can, just... you can, you can wait if you want to build the tension. You, you can do it kind of however you want. Oh, you're gonna know off the first line, so I'll just, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and just tell you. I'm just gonna go ahead and start reading, and okay. then at the end, I'll, I'll give you the name of the show. Okay. 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 So here we go. The episode opens up with a moving truck in front of a house. Gerald walks in the house. <laughs> Gerald, hey mom, Arnold wasn't Gerald's mom. You have a visitor upstairs. <laughs> Gerald walks upstairs to his room. He opens the door. Arnold, I was just coming to see you. Arnold, I know. I had to pick up some stuff before. Arnold, I don't want to move to Philadelphia. I don't know anybody there. I have no friends there. Arnold, Gerald, you're the coolest guy I know. I know you're going to do great. I'm going to miss you, buddy. Best friends forever. Gerald and Arnold hug and do their signature handshake. Oh, man. The next scene is all the characters of Hey Arnold on the street watching as the moving truck slowly drives off into the sunset. Oh, boy. This is emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right then, off the bat. And then cue theme music. The scene opens up with Gerald's family moving boxes from the truck from inside the house. Gerald, while carrying a box in the house, Mom, why do we have to move here? It's not too late to go back. We're already packed. <laughs> Gerald's mom, Gerald, sweetie, I know you didn't want to leave, but this is a good job opportunity for your dad and the family. Timberly, Mom, have you seen my Wally? <laughs> Jamie O. Stop complaining, little bro. Your friends are all dorks anyway. <laughs> Martin Johansson. Shut the door. Not trying to air condition a whole neighborhood. <laughs> a voice walks in the house. Is that my baby's sister? As the two both scream and run to each other. I'm so glad you're here, sis. You're gonna love Philly. Hey, kids. Come give your Aunt Susie a hug. All the kids run to give Aunt Susie a hug. And then Gerald gets a tap on the back. What's up, cousin? No time, no see. Jordan, I haven't <laughs> seen you since last summer. When did you grow a mustache and three feet? Jordan laughs and says, hey, me and my friends are going to go shoot some hoops. You down? Gerald, can I go, Mom? Yes, but please be back before it gets dark. Gerald runs upstairs and grabs his basketball. Gerald holding his basketball, walking downstairs. 
Wait till they see my skills. I'm going to be the coolest new kid on the block. <laughs> Gerald walks out and sees Joring and his friends. Jordan. Cousin, this is Steve. Gerald whispers to Jordan. What's with the weird hat? They're out there, man. Aliens are coming. I got some stuff you should read, man. <laughs> Next to Steve is a guy looking at himself in the mirror. The name is Ronnie, the smoothest guy on the block. <laughs> if you need any tips on how to get girls, just let me know. A voice out the window, Ronald, did you take your gas pills? <laughs> yes, mother. Okay, let's get out of here. Music plays as Gerald walks to the park with his newfound friends. Gerald and his friends arrive on the basketball court. As soon as they step on the court, there's a loud voice. A huge six foot six monster with a baseball cap and braces walks on the court. <laughs> hey, who's the new kid? Relax, James. This is my cousin Gerald. Gerald puts out his hand for a handshake. James spits on his hand and then shakes Gerald's hand. Gerald looks at his him in disgust. <laughs> James looks at Gerald and says, I run this block. <laughs> The next scene, the game starts as Jordan has the ball. He's dribbling down the court. James yells from the court, hey, Samantha, watch me score all the points. Ronnie, hey, Samantha, James, don't talk to my girl, Ronnie. Sorry. <laughs> Gerald turns around and the world just stops. Butterflies and soft music is playing while Samantha is walking in slow motion to her friends. Jordan passes the ball to Gerald. Gerald says to himself, this is my chance. This is my chance to show everybody I'm the new cool kid in town. He dribbled past one kid. He spins around another kid. <laughs> Gerald goes up for the layup in slow motion. The skies open up. A bright ray of sunlight reaches down. <laughs> And then a huge eclipse-like shadow emerges on the court, and the hand the size of a tennis racket blocks the ball right on Gerald's <laughs> face. The next scene is completely black. You hear soft voices. Gerald, 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 you okay? Cousin. The screen flashes back and forth as if the camera was Gerald's eyes. You okay, cousin? You got blocked pretty hard. As Gerald gets up, he can see the rest of the kids are walking off the court, laughing at him. Hey, man, rub this space rock on your eye. <laughs> I got it from an alien, Steve says. <laughs> Gerald, this is a piece of charcoal. <laughs> it's okay, cousin. Jordan, it's okay, cousin. I know something that will make you happy. Scene cuts to a picture of a food spot called Danny's Cheesesteaks. They grab the guys grab their Yahoo sodas and cheesesteaks at a found table. At a at a table. Gerald, my man Fuzzy Slippers always say Philly has the best cheesecakes. Cheesesteaks. While eating, Jordan tells Gerald, I'm glad you're here, cousin. Just follow my lead, and you might make it till Christmas. They both laugh. In walks in three girls. 
The last girl to walk in is none other than Samantha. She slow motion walks up to Gerald and says, Hey, good game. Gerald smiles. This is the chance Gerald has been waiting for. <laughs> Gerald starts to feel weird. Something isn't right, Gerald's thinking. Gerald looks down at his cheesesteak. It has mushrooms in it. Gerald is allergic to mushrooms. Oh, no. <laughs> his tongue starts to swell up. Samantha, are, are you okay? Gerald playing it cool just shakes his head. <laughs> just shakes his head, yes. James walks over and puts his arm around Samantha. Sorry about your face, little man. Next time, stay out of my lane. Come on, Samantha. The Wildcats playing 15 minutes. Right before James and Samantha walks out the door, Samantha looks back at Gerald and smiles. As soon as they leave, Gerald grabs the ice from the cup and shoves <laughs> it down his tongue. At this point, at this point, Gerald has been humiliated by everybody on the court. He has a black eye, a partially swelled tongue, covered in ice, and he's only been in Philly for six hours. <laughs> Jordan, are you okay, cousin? Gerald gets up from the table and storms out. He runs home. The next scene is the streetlights going off as soon as Gerald opens the door. He runs upstairs with the image of mom cooking dinner and family in the living room. Gerald's in partial tears, says to himself, I'm running away. I can't do this. I'm going back to Hillwood. Gerald grabs his clothes. He, oh, he grabs his bag to put his clothes in and he pauses. He notices a box with a note at the top of the bag. He opens the note and it reads, Gerald, you always call me bold, but you are the boldest and coolest person I know. I hope this helps you as much as it helped me. Sincerely your best friend for life, Arnold. Gerald slowly opens the box and smiles. And he realizes home can be anywhere. While Gerald is staring inside the box, he hears a voice. Dinner's ready. Gerald puts the box on the nightstands and walks downstairs. Coming. As Gerald walks downstairs, the camera stays in his room. You can hear chatter at the table, utensils hitting the plates as the camera slowly pans around Gerald's room. Gerald's mom looks at Gerald and asks, how was your first day, sweetie? Gerald has a three second pause and says, you know what? Not that bad. <laughs> and as soon as he says, not that bad the camera stops on his nightstand and the last shot we see is a framed photo of arnold in a banana suit <laughs> and gerald in a strawberry suit yes and the episode face to black and yes. the name of, <laughs> nice. and, yeah. the name of this show you ready for this oh, yeah, yeah. Is hey Gerald <laughs> <laughs> exclamation point? Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow, I love it, Lyndon. That was incredible. Like, 
That was so good. <laughs> yeah. That could have been a legitimate spinoff, like an like, actual spinoff. I when I when I tell you like I want to watch that, like I want to watch that. Uh, that was well, so. Thank you. Well, I pre- I highly appreciate it. Like I said, this is it. I mean, I've been trying to figure this out for like a week straight. So nice. man, yeah, you figured it. I mean, the beat, <laughs> the beats were there. Like the characters felt like. The cool thing is, like, he's in Philadelphia, he's in a new city, but the characters still, like, I could feel, like, the Arnold of it. Like, the way the kids were talking to each other, it all yeah. felt very in line with Arnold. So, if anybody hasn't done this episode, write an episode with them before, it is not easy, number one. <laughs> so, at first, I was, at first, I was just thinking, I think I was just thinking way too much. Yeah. And I had to, yeah. and I had to think about, what is Nickelodeon? And right. I had to think, wait, Nickelodeon is the network for kids. They never, their, their shows, it wasn't a lot of thinking going on. It was just kids, you know, right. just being kids. Yeah. So, you know, I just thought about that and thought about what would nine, what would nine-year-old me want to watch? Yeah. You know, at first I was thinking about what would I want to watch now, but I couldn't think like that. I had to think, what would nine-year-old, would, would nine-year-old you want to watch this show? And I had to think I would, you know, you know how I feel, you know, having him be like, you know, a black Nicktoon. Yeah, I would love yeah. that. You know, we had this conversation before, you know, to me, representation matters though. To have, I love Nicktoons. So to see a Nicktoon that looks like me, dressed like me, has a family like me, you know, to relate to everything. I would have loved that to watch yeah. that. And, you know, Gerald watching his, you know, research and he's one of the coolest characters ever. No doubt. Yeah. So I just had to think like nine year old me and what would I want to see and just, you know, break it down. And one thing that I know about Nickelodeon, they might not, you might have some production, only have three stages in the whole show. They don't even do anything. But one thing Nickelodeon will always have a strong feature on is characters. They will always have characters unlocked no matter what. And that's why they always succeeded. Because even if they didn't have a big budget, their characters were always strong. So I told myself, even if I, when I make this, the characters have to be strong at least Mm. to relate. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was great. Um, Nailed the voices of everybody. Um, And that ending uh, was just perfect almost, almost brought a freaking tear to my eye yeah. <laughs> i mean geez. that 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 beginning too of like arnold and um gerald saying goodbye to each other like i could i could i could see that in my head yeah, yeah so i tried to i tried to make it seem like so if you didn't get it arnold was already in his room yeah so that's why that box is already in his bag arnold was already in the room got it so he didn't he didn't know arnold put that in his bag that's why when he grabbed his bag to run away that box was already in there because Arnold was already in his room. Yeah. Smart. I love it. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, plus, that picture is really the perfect item. Yeah. I, I, I know. I was thinking. I'm like, what's the item? What's the item? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, like, nails it. Not only if you hadn't seen the show, like, it makes sense. But if yeah. you have seen Hey Arnold, then it's, like, just that much more effective. Yeah. 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 It was good. Great job, London. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, really great. All right. This is 
you people might think I'm joking, but this is actually a sincere warning. If you're listening That's... with <laughs> if you're listening with kids, it's probably better to not listen with kids. Uh, here we go Six, 16 here we go uh, there is there's swearing uh there is some extreme imagery described um i have <laughs> so, i'm so glad I, i'm so glad i just went i'm, so, I'm, I'm glad i don't have to follow this Woo. so if Lin, if linden's uh, imagining what he'd want to see as as he was nine i'm imagining like the type of stuff i watch on hbo now um, this is a what I would call a very serious prestige drama. Um, <laughs> prestige, prestige. Good, you heard me right. <laughs> well, I want I want people to picture it like it's it's a show that takes itself very seriously. It's shot very well. It would probably be on HBO. Probably bought out by HBO from Nickelodeon. Um, Okay. Imagine, imagine Doug meets Breaking Bad. <laughs> you're, you're, listen, you're listen. You're, you're not. It's not Doug, but you're, you you got the right idea. Um, <laughs> so I will I will use bleeps where I need to. But again, it, you know, there's just some stuff here that if the kids are around, mm. you might you might get them out. Um, the episode. I w- I won't say the name of the the show yet, but the episode is called Pilot uh, properly. Um, <laughs> Mine is too. Okay, Uh, here we go. We open with a car traveling down a road in a quaint town. Where are we, a wife asks the husband. The sign said Wilson Township, he replies. But the kids need to eat. Let's Let's just find a place here. The car slows down and pulls over. A family of four gets out of the car. The town is quiet. No one is out and about. The place seems creepy. As the family looks around, the mom looks up and sees a silhouette of someone in a window across the street staring down at the family. She's unnerved, wraps her arms around her kids as they proceed into the building. They go into a pizza shop with a neon sign in the window that reads Pops. When they walk in, it's eerie. No one is behind the cash register. Pizzeria music plays, but it's absolutely still. Not a sound. No one in the kitchen. The kids in the family ring the bell on the counter over and over as the parents politely ask if anyone's there. No response. We hear the buzzing of the open sign in the window. Suddenly we hear the door slam in the back of the restaurant. Weird, the mom says. Maybe we could see if somewhere else is open. No, no, no. The father begins to lean over the pizza counter to try to see through the kitchen door. He exclaims. Honey, what is it? Honey, what is it? He, le- he leaps over the counter. Honey, his wife says, call the cops, he yells, now! The camera follows him as he goes through the doorway of the kitchen. The kitchen is soaked in blood. The kids come running back. Whoa, says the boy in shock. The father yells for them to get out. The mom comes back and screams. The mom pulls the kids out of the kitchen and we hear her on the phone with 911. The father makes a face as though there's a foul smell. He approaches the oven. He opens it and lets out a bloody scream as we see a dismembered body, head facing out, cooking in the oven. The man falls backwards, screaming. Behind him on the wall is written behind him on the wall, written in blood, are the words Tell Big Pops I said hello, with a smiley face with X for eyes. Hard cut to the credits.
on the highway, keep my eyes on the highway, in my chest, bum bum, bum bum bum, bum bum, in my blood, in my blood, you and me together, behind my eyes, behind my eyes, here comes stormy weather, on a drive, on the highway, keep my eyes on the highway, in my chest, bum bum, bum bum bum, bum bum, and I wonder, is I gone now, did I ever even know now, and I wonder, is I wonder, what was I born in the wild wonder, and I wonder, as I wonder, what was I born in the wild wonder, and I wonder, is I wonder, what was I born in the wild wonder. Okay. Um, are, are we allowed to guess what 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 spinoff this is? We're gonna get you some therapy after this, okay? We I don't, I don't we love you. Just what? No, I listen. This is this has been kind of a writing episode dream for me of like just going off the hinges. You've been um, thinking about this. I've wanted to do something extreme. I've wanted to like really mess with the show. As um, you should, man. Do what you you know. Do what you're be- <laughs> do what you're best at. You know, use that sick mind of yours. Uh, you know, I'm think I'm thinking like True Detective. I'm thinking Mayor of Easttown. Sure. This yeah. is this um, is the vibe I'm going for. Go ahead, Andrew. What, what's up? Uh, can uh, can I guess? What? Yeah, you can guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm wrong, but Shelby Woo. <laughs> it's not Shelby Woo. Oh, <laughs> is this so is this happy. some? I swear, when you said. The blood. I thought I was gonna say, "Are you afraid of the dark?" <laughs> oh yeah, like the most extreme version. Of oh, that would that would have been great. It's not. Um, I feel like this is some type of Pete and Pete thing. No, Am I wrong? Th- no, no. There, there's only been one clue so far, which is the pizzeria is named Pops, uh, which oh, is accurate to a show. Um, I'll give you another clue here. All right, this show is called Playland. Playland. Should I keep going? <laughs> I, I guess. Okay. You're going to find out here in like one <laughs> second. Okay. All right. So the theme song's over. The title The title card appears over a dilapidated house. It's It reads Charleston, South Carolina, 2006. Interior. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait, no, it can't be. Keep going. Can't, there's no way. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say my brother and me, but <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. It's oh, not. Okay. I was about to say, whoa. All right, here we go. You're you're about to get it in like ten seconds. Okay. We see a man sitting on a couch drinking a beer. On the t- on the TV is an old episode of Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <He> flips- <laughs> Okay, flip- I, go ahead. Go. No, I'm. I don't want to. Ru- I mean, okay. Uh, Wienerville, of course. <laughs> so oh, let me, wow. Let me yeah. just keep going. He flips the channel. Who watches this? <laughs> we we then see George W. Bush on the TV giving a speech as president. He scratches his belly. He looks worn down. He has a big beard, thick frame glasses. Life has been tough on this man. His phone rings. We hear a weary female voice on the other end. Mark? Yes? <laughs> Mark Wiener? <laughs> 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 
we slowly pan up to a tired Mark Wiener. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who this is? Uh, no. Mind telling me? I don't know if you remember me. It's been some time. We see Mark squint, perhaps realizing who the voice belongs to. My God. <laughs> da daddy Hi, Mark. He rubs his face. <laughs> Sorry, I just... <laughs> I gotta compose myself here. Right. <laughs> Dottie, wow, this is wild. She responds, Mark, uh, something has happened. We could really use your help. It fades to Mark in the kitchen sitting at a table. He stares at a woman near his age, also looking worse for the wear. In between them is a picture of a puppet baby on the wall. Mark turns and looks sadly at the picture. How long would it be? The woman says. She, she is his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. She is his wife. Mark stares at the picture of the puppet baby. Mark, she yells. How long would it be? I, I don't know. You don't know? Do you know where you're going? It's in Ween. It's what? Say it. Something's happened in Wienerville. <laughs> Before he finishes, his wife cuts him off. We see tears well up in her eyes. No. <laughs> no, Mark. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. You're not going back to that place. Not after what you've been through to get past it. Not after all we've been through. I'm ready, Trish. I can handle it. Mark, you've spent 10 years getting clean. Getting right. Getting away from that place. And I'm telling you, Trish, I can handle it. I'm telling you that they need me, and once, for once, I feel useful. What's the point of spending a decade getting my detective license? They need a detective, and I'm a damn good one. <laughs> yes, yes, I've spent time getting right. Yes, I've spent time starting over, but I think I need this, Trish. Trish Wiener looks hesitant. This doesn't undo what happened there, Mark. I know. And it won't bring back Oingo. We see the picture of the puppet baby. Mark stands and brings his wife closer. I know, baby. But maybe, just maybe, <laughs> I, I can get that closure. I never laughed once as I was writing this. But now that I have to read it out loud. Uh, and that matters to me, Trish. They embrace. Kiss slowly, but deeply. Okay. <laughs> okay, she whispers. Okay. We see a montage of crossfades. Some of it's Mark driving, cross-dissolved to a pair of hands over a sink covered in blood. The hands shake off the water and blood. On the wall, we see pictures of Pops with a red X over his face. There's also unmarked pictures of Zip, Baby Jeffrey, Joey Deluxe, and Dottie. It fades back into focus of Mark driving. Mark pulls over at a gas station. He walks in to pay. We see an old gentleman behind the counter. That'll be $32, friend. Mark goes through his wallet. Where are you headed, friend? Uh, Wienerville. It's about an hour from here. The old man scratches his head. You sure about that, friend? Pretty sure, Mark smiles. Hmm, don't know it. Been here a while. Didn't think there was a place I didn't know around these parts. Well, this place is called Wienerville. Know it like the back of my hand. The old man pulls out a 2002 atlas. He, th he thumbs his way to a map. Whereabouts? Mark looks. His finger lands where he thinks it should be. 
But it doesn't say Wienerville on the map. It says Wilson. It's here. It should be here. Wilson, said the old man. Well, it wasn't called that in 94. The old man shrugs. Why on earth would anyone go to Wilson? That place is, is, well, it's just no good. Mark smiles. Yeah, I know. He slaps the money on the counter and leaves. We fade back to Mark driving. He drives by a sign that says, Welcome to Wilson Township, population 268. We see what looks like an old downtown main street with buildings on both sides, the same street we saw at the beginning of the episode. He pulls the car over. He takes a deep breath as he gets out. He first stares at Pop's store, yellow caution tape on the door. He turns around and walks up the steps to a building and pauses. He stares at a glass door that says, Office of the Mayor, Dottie Ozone. Mark's face shows he's confused by Dottie's new last name. He pulls the door open and goes in. There's no one in the building. No one in the lobby or working at the desk. The lights are off, offering only natural light. It's gray, dusty, and eerie. We hear high heels clicking down the hall. The door swings open. There we see her as we've come to know her. Half puppet, half Mark. Dottie. (laughs) (laughs) Though her hair is now gray. There's a tension in the room and silence. Marky Poo, Dottie says as she slowly walks over and embraces him. Dottie. It fades to them sipping coffee in her office and talking. So, Dottie Ozone, she chuckles. Things don't stop changing just because you leave, Mark. (laughs) I know, I know. But the captain in you never thought you guys would follow through with it. He's a good man, she smiles. And where is the captain now? Defending the universe, she chuckles. Of course, Mark's laugh, Mark laughs. And the name, Wienerville? Things don't stop changing, Mark, she says again. Wilson, you remember Wilson? Of course, yeah, uh, he worked with Captain Ozone. He had a terrible accident in 99. He passed on. We thought we'd honor him in his service to this town, to the universe. Thought maybe it would be a fresh start for us, too. Mark nods, thinking but not speaking. Finally, he quips. Guess the dome of discipline finally got him. Dottie giggles. Mark, I just want you to know that I'm so sorry about what happened to Oingo. That's okay, Mark cuts her off. We don't have to talk about that. In fact, I'd really like not to. Dottie nods. Mark breaks the silence. So, Pops, God, I I just can't believe it. Fill me in. Dottie reaches and gets some files out. Inside are evidence photos. We see the gruesome scene. Mark is aghast. Jesus. Evidence? Was anything collected? Dottie seems unsure. You'd have to talk to the... You'd have to talk about that with Sheriff Sheriff Louie. You've got to be f***ing me, Louie. Sheriff? He gave up the dry cleaning business? Yes. And who's investigating Louie, Mark quips. Does Louie need investigated, Mark? There's an awkward silence. All right, well, show me the way, Dottie. Dottie and Mark walk outside. Again, the town is eerily quiet. Whatever happened to Boney? Mark laughs. Who? Dottie asks. Boney, you know. I'm Boney, I'm Boney, leave me alone Boney. She shakes her head no. Not sure who that is. Did he live here? Mark seems stunned. Dottie, there's no way you don't know who Boney is. She stares apologetically at him. I'm sorry, I don't. They walk quietly. 
They arrive at the police station. When they walk in, it's empty. Not a sound. Same as Dottie's office. They walk into a tiny office where Louis is dead asleep at his desk. Head back, mouth open, desk littered with beer bottles. Mark and Dottie stand and stare. Dottie says, This is why we needed you, Mark. No one in town can handle a case like this. Dottie walks over and shakes Louis lightly. He slowly rises. Who the hell is it? Who the hell is this? He grumbles. It's Mark. Mark who? Mark Wiener. Surely you remember Mark. No clue. Nice to meet you, pal. Louis, it's Mark. I lived in town ten years ago. Louis laughs. I think I remember that, ugly face. What the hell do you need? Mark looks at Dottie, confused. Well, I'm, I'm here to help with Pops' case. I knew him well, but I'm also a detective. No, that's all right. We got this covered. Maybe you go to Puppet City, Louis says dismissively. I'm, I'm sure you do have this covered, says Mark. I'm just an extra pair of eyes. I suppose. I'm, I'm just here to help you. Daddy, Daddy, can we have a moment, Louis demands. Mark leaves the office, the door closing behind him. We hear loud bickering. Eventually, Daddy comes out and smiles. Why don't we get you settled in? We get a walk and talk on the sidewalk. Guessing he doesn't want me on the case. He'll get over it. I need you on this. I can't have the I can't have this hanging over the town. She stops and turns to Mark. I need you, Mark. Their face is uncomfortably close. The tension <laughs> the tension building. It seems as though they might kiss. They are so close. Mark pulls away <laughs> Mark pulls away slightly, looking down at the ground, and he says I'll do my best, Daddy. I'll do my best. <laughs> hey, Daddy! We hear a shriek behind them. They move to reveal Zip, looking as he always has. What's up, Daddy? Oh, Zip. Look who's come to town. Who's this? It's Mark. Mark who? Wiener. Don't know him. Nice to meet you, Mark. Do you want to see my new rocket? <laughs> Daddy cringes. Zip, now's not the best time. Oh, I get it. Daddy's always too busy for Zip. Always too busy for Zip. And Zip sprints away crying. You know, it's supposed to be a kind of a strange scene. Uh, <laughs> we see them arrive at a building on the main strip. Mark and Daddy walk up the stairs to the second floor. They open the door to an empty apartment with minimal amount of furniture. Drafty with big, big wood floors and big windows. I guess I'll let you get settled in. Sounds good. I'll call you later, Daddy. Try to get a plan ready for tomorrow. Figure out how we need to proceed. They hug and Mark enters the apartment. It has a small kitchen, living space, bathroom, and one bedroom. Mark walks over to the window and looks over the street. He looks down and sees someone standing in front of a window. Uh, a glass window. The person slowly slams his head on the window repeatedly. Over and over, the person is slamming their head on the window. Mark stares confused. The man turns around and stares directly up at Mark, shopping, shocking Mark to take a step back. He recognizes the man. It's Eric Von First and Second, Captain Ozone's nemesis. Eric? Mark mumbles to himself. Von First and Second stares for a moment before wandering off aimlessly. What the f*** is going on in this town? Mark asks himself. His phone rings. It's Trish checking on him. He tells her how weird everything's been in town, that people don't remember who he is and are acting strangely. 
Trish scoffs as if to say, told you so. She encourages him to hang in there, and if it becomes too much, to come home. When the phone call is over, Mark relaxes on the couch and flicks on the TV. A rerun of Elvin and the Chipmunks plays. Ah, nothing beats the classics, he says. As he watches, his eyes grow heavy. The screen blurs, and the show turn the show we're watching turns into an Elvin and the Chipmunks style animation. Mark stands there, animated, in a field with a blue sky that resembles the original Wienerville logo. The wind blows hard as Mark looks around. Through the field, something moves towards him, rustling the leaves, eventually revealing a cartoon version of Boney. Get out of here! Boney screams. It's me, Mark! Boney stares. Mark Wiener? Yes! Mark exclaims. They move closer. You've come back to Wienerville? I have. To save us? What do you mean? Mark, help! Who do you need help from? From... Who? I can't hear you. Look, says Boney, pointing. Look in the oven! He points to a crooked tree in the field. Boney's mouth grows super wide. It has a disturbing look. A loud scream projects from his mouth. Mark covers his ears from how loud it is. Boney, stop! Boney, stop! Boney, stop! It slowly fades to Mark waking up. Boney, stop! It's now dark in the apartment. Time has passed. Mark, as he rouses, makes a face as though something smells bad. He gags at the smell. What the hell is that? He looks around, noticing smoke coming from the kitchen. He sprints into the kitchen. His oven is running, but the smell is awful. Mark moves closer, finally opening the oven. In the oven is the decapitated head of Boney, eyes wide, staring out at Mark. Mark gags, puking up a little bit. No! He screams, no! Mark trembles as Boney's dead eyes stare out at him. As Mark tries to catch his breath and wave away the smoke, he notices there's a little note on the fridge. Mark stares at the note. Finally, we see the closing shot of the episode. A close-up shot of the note. It says, Welcome back to Playland, Mark. See you soon. With a smiley face with X for eyes. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I, I just, I just want to say thank you for letting me go before you. Uh, I'm over here like, and Gerald and Arnold hug, best friends forever, and a decapitated Mooney, blood dripping from the stove. Thank, thank you so much for letting us both go before you. Before that, thank you. Uh, this this edit is gonna be so funny. I cannot wait to listen. I cannot wait wait for this playback. Um, yeah, I mean that was completely insane. In a great way. We're gonna get you some help. It's so ridiculous. Um, I wish this was a real thing. Uh, I would like, watch and they it. played it completely straight. Yes, that yes. would be great. Absolutely, uh, everything is straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I envision like over the season the sexual tension between Mark and Dottie. Um, <laughs> Which I, the, 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 <laughs> she's and I'm imagining this as Mark 
like with himself essentially yes 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 um i mean only if you so zip is a totally puppet character (laughs) bony of course is a puppet character louis i mean if you haven't seen louis look up a look up a picture of louis he's hilarious looking um all everybody here is accurate i I need to shout out i should have done this first i need to shout out manny um he was our guest last week manny is our wienerville expert i was in i was in contact with him to make sure that like my references were correct that like these characters were actual characters and he he kind of threw out some ideas of like some things that could be possible um so shout oh, out to possible Manny. huh <laughs> well i would know. have loved to be a fly on the wall in that conversation so no <laughs> don't run him over put him in the stove <laughs> no well not that type of stuff but you know he like gave me some background that louis and pops um were enemies that like they were they hated each other um so you know making louis the police officer then um adds a little depth to the fact that louis pops has been murdered um you know um wilson was uh captain ozone's kind of sidekick and uh first and second was his nemesis so i'm trying to like plant you know, possible suspicious people envisioning what a season can look like, you know, a lot of red herrings. Um, it's just, it's just so funny. Cause I want to take it seriously until you like, until you like actually Google the people and just <laughs> until you realize what's actually going on. And until, it's just you re- like, <laughs> until you realize what you would be watching on the screen. Is yeah. Like... And it's like, I want I love the, I love everything about it until you just realize <laughs> And you're on this huge like acid trip now. I mean, this can de- if you're on acid, this is this is great for you. Yeah. And uh, and basically, spoiler, uh, Zip is probably the murderer. Just to let everybody know, <laughs> Zip is think? pretty pretty. He's pretty angry. Uh, you know, I yeah, I definitely planted Zip is unhinged. Louis in bad shape. Ver- you know, first and seconds banging his head on windows. Um. But, you know, there's there's other factors here, like the season would definitely explore the death of Mark and Trish's son, uh, Oingo, um, who's a puppet baby. Um, there's <laughs> well, just is, is Trish a human or? Yeah. You know, okay. okay. she's a human. Um, okay. I, view, I view her as like a very well-respected actress. Uh, mm. You know, we're, we're thinking <laughs> sure. like... Um, uh, what's I kind of was envisioning? What's the lady that was on the office that Michael Michael fell in love with, um, Holly? You know, you know the sad part about it. If you if this was a show on Netflix, people Amy Ryan. people would people would watch this. <laughs> oh, for sure, people are obsessed with murder. Just because, just because. no, yeah. it's 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 Muppets too. No, so. yeah. <laughs> it's puppets also. So I mean, people would watch this. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's better than there was that movie that came out a couple of years ago about like a murder case with like Muppets or puppets or something. But, oh, but you know yeah. what's funny about that movie? It's not that it's not horrible, but you know that's uh Jim Hansen's son who did yeah. that, right? Yeah. 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 Um I think this would be better. Um Yeah. I you know, I, I want I I really want I wanted to start with a staggering murder scene, end with the staggering murder scene to get you coming back the next week. Um, yeah i mean i like sure, it you know that's sure. you did you did what you're supposed to do which is leave all different you know types of possibilities that could happen with characters and plots and everything so i mean cool well, do you know who the murderer is yeah i have my thoughts you're gonna have to watch the scene though <laughs> yeah. 
wow. Can I get one of y'all's passwords or whatever, whatever subscription this is? I have the whole season written. I'll just, yeah. I'll just, I'll just release it. I'll just release one every like five months. Like um, five months. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you guys for wow. indulging me because, like, I it felt very uh, stupid. And thank you for being. Patient. No, I mean, thank you for going out of the box like that. That yeah. was definitely different. I'm I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I was felt... not expecting that. Yeah, it felt good to push it like that. <laughs> push <laughs> yeah. the boundaries of what's possible with these. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. What the hell? I mean, I <laughs> listen, listen. When your head is wandering to like, do I need a love scene with Daddy and Mark? <laughs> you know, you know, you're playing with fire. <laughs> I mean, that's so good. Yeah. Um, Picture him is this hilarious. <laughs> them looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. 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 So oh, close. Man. Oh my god, the tension. <laughs> <laughs> unbearable um well speaking of manny who helped me out with that a little bit uh he sent me so i guess his wife had an idea for a spinoff it's just kind of like a just kind of a couple plot points um but oh, cool. they they had an idea for a 15 spinoff oh, yes. which uh, came up kind of briefly last episode which would be called 35 <laughs> um at at hillside now dylan would be the principal ashley would ashley would be on our third husband which sounds right brooke would be the student counselor which sounds disastrous matt matt is a motivational speaker talking about his time times with alcohol and how it can ruin your life yeah sure. <laughs> uh jake will be together with courtney and have a couple kids oh good okay mm. so you know that that that's what you're rooting for. You want Jake to land the girl. Um, Billy will be a florist who is married to Teresa, now divorced, and has full custody of his son, who idolizes him in a sweet way. This is Ryan Reynolds, of course. Um, as Roxanne comes back into the picture, you, you gotta be you gotta be a little deeper than the first season to get some of this. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> Arsman and Kelly made a band. Janice is a high-powered lawyer who would be the protagonist in a weird way, quote, you love to hate her type way. <laughs> and, uh, oh, they just say they feel bad that Janice was crapped on for no reason in season two. So uh, she needs a good life in this spinoff. Um, so that could be very fun. Thanks. Yeah. I, I was half hoping one of you guys would go the 15 round, uh, but I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> well, I, I, I tried to bring the drama at least. Uh... <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, I mean, I'm not complaining about what you guys did. No, 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 no. I know. Uh, yeah, 15, 15 would be hilarious. I, I it'd be hilarious. The, the only thing is, I just again, I don't know if there's a big enough audience. Sure. Not sure. that there's an audience well. for uh, Wiener, but, <laughs> um, but, uh, but of the three, I think like legit, if you made Hey Gerald, I think it would be a hit. Yeah. That sounds like a real show. Yeah. I think that's, um, I, I loved O Sardo, but I think Hey Gerald is probably like our winner here as far as like, that is a real spinoff. Yeah. Like what would be, yeah. What would work? I, I, le I legit, can I get your voice of Daddy out of my head right now. <laughs> this is 
What do you what do you what do you mean, Lyndon? God, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Well, oh. and and don't forget. Well, uh, well, there is a little problem with your theory uh, of Zip, by the way, which is when we see the hands washing blood, there are pictures on the wall that could suggest those are targets, uh, mm. and Zip is on the wall. Okay. Okay. I'm, All right. I've got I've got my my guess as to what's going on, but I won't. Um, yeah, take it to Reddit. Don't ruin. Don't ruin it for everybody. <laughs> No, but I, I think I've listened, like I said, to a lot of these writing episodes, and this is probably by far you couldn't get three of the most different. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. That was good. You, you just because a lot of them. I mean, I'm not saying they're not different, but a lot of them, you know, they're they're theme. Yeah, you know, kind yeah. of for the most for the most point. Yeah. And when you when you tell us. I got free range and I can just make my own pilot. Okay. Well, I'm going to go crazy then. Yeah. Exactly what you did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you, you can get three stories that are completely different and, you know, I would watch all our shows. Yeah. So yeah. much fun. So much fun. Yeah. It was a great time. Well, I can sleep. I can sleep now. <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Get that job back. Get the girl back. Yeah. <sighs> I'm doing this from a YMCA if anybody's listening. <laughs> um, Andrew, what are we up to next time around? Uh, next time we're going to talk our favorite, our top uh, friends episodes. Yeah. So yeah. Favorite, oh, not be, not not the good. not the NBC friends. We're gonna we're gonna talk like. Oh god. I'm yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking Nickelodeon like, friends. Yes. Any episode where friendship is at the center of it, which ones are our favorite friendship episodes? And this was actually a Oh, okay. Yeah. I read that all wrong. When you said that. <laughs> I uh, thought you were doing like, you know, favorite I think you already did a favorite best best friends or something like that, right? We haven't, believe it or not. I, oh, I thought y'all have already like you know, like you have Skeeter and you know who are the best, you know, who are the best friends of all the Nickelodeon episodes? Mm. I feel like it's probably kind of maybe come up here and there, but we've never formally talked about it. But yeah, yeah so we'll be looking for episodes, Gerald and Arnold, Doug and Skeeter, I mean, any, any episode where good. it's like based around the friendship. That's, that's um, going to be a good one. And that was actually a recommendation from our longtime friend. Uh, he's never been on, so the next one will be his first one. Um, this was a suggestion from Quincy. So uh, Quincy will be joining us next time around. Oh, nice! That should be good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, so I mean, '90s Nickelodeon, like every episode is kind of about friendship. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. We'll see what we come up with. Hence my pilot, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's very possible that uh, if my episode doesn't come up (laughs) next week, my number one, very upset. (laughs) Hey, Gerald, pilot. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, in the in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, or uh, you can find us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast@gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Podbean, and iTunes. Shout out to our uh, newest five star reviewer, JAC three twenty. Uh, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Um, and speaking speaking of supporting us in, in the biggest way, coming through with one of my all-time favorite writing episodes uh, Lyndon, thank you so much for joining us Thank you for having me, man, anytime Great time um, Well, we'll see all you cheesesteaks next time
That's what I thought. <laughs> Lyndon, I'm going to cut that part of the episode so you don't get murdered by listening. Yeah, please do. <laughs> you said this is Nickelodeon? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this isn't a Lifetime podcast. All right, so. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to have to scrap your Full House spinoff. Um... Sorry. Hey, Fuller House was great. <laughs> oh, that's right. There is a Full House. Uh... Exactly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow. Okay.